This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, federal employees working in the effort to stop coronavirus could be awarded some extra money for doing so. OPM reminds employees not to worry about those shelter-in-place orders imposed by local and state governments. And many are worried about what effect the large number of federal vacancies is having on the pandemic response. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal employees working on the front lines of the government's coronavirus response may get some extra cash out of all of this. The Office of Personnel Management says agencies can lift the usual limits on premium pay and set higher annual premium pay caps for specific employees. Only premium payments funded through or reimbursed by FEMA are eligible for these special rates. Congress gave agency heads this authority in the third coronavirus rescue package. OPM is reminding employees local and state shelter-in-place orders do not apply to federal travel and essential business. OPM says it's fielded many questions about the state shelter-in-place orders. OPM suggests federal employees carry their agency identification cards at all times and report any problems with local police to their supervisors. The Justice Department has already said no state orders restrict federal employees from conducting essential business or travel. It may be time to get the Government Accountability Office involved in the ongoing slew of vacancies across the federal government. 18 good government and transparency groups are calling on senators to put more pressure on the White House to fill vacancies. The group says the vacancies are harming agencies' ability to respond to the current pandemic. They also suggest GAO should identify and investigate violations of the Federal Vacancies Reform Act. The Senior Executives Association and the Professional Managers Association are among the groups who appealed to senators. Agency inspectors general get a vote of confidence from Republicans on the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. Senators James Lankford and Rob Portman tell President Trump that IGs will play an essential role in overseeing the more than $2 trillion in pandemic spending. The senators urged the president to submit nominations for IG positions that remain vacant and urged him to take steps to ensure that IGs remain independent. This comes after President Trump fired intelligence community IG Michael Atkinson and removed the Defense Department's former acting IG Glenn Fine as the head of the Pandemic Recovery Board. House Democrats asked the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office how it's faring under the pandemic. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The House Judiciary Committee commends USPTO for having a robust telework culture in place for its employees. But members say USPTO is more vulnerable to the pandemic's impact because it's a fee-funded agency. The committee asks whether the agency has the technological resources it needs to keep most of its employees teleworking. It also asks if a decline in trademark filings would require the agency to seek financial support from Congress. I'm Jory Heckman. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says the Defense Department will extend its stop-move order. The policy, originally put in place in mid-March in response to the coronavirus, was supposed to end on May 11th. Esper says he has not decided how long the order will be extended yet. The Pentagon plans to announce that in the coming days. Air Force Chief of Staff General David Goldfein says the stop-move order could reach into August. 
The Navy is dealing with another shipboard coronavirus outbreak, this time on one of its hospital ships. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The Navy says seven crew members on the USNS Mercy have tested positive for coronavirus. In response, it's removed 116 of the crew. Navy officials say they've been taken to a base near where the ship is docked in Los Angeles, where they will be quarantined. The Navy says the Mercy's ability to treat patients hasn't been affected, but the source of the infections is still unclear. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Out of the 585 confirmed COVID-19 cases on the USS Theodore Roosevelt, only 213 showed symptoms of the disease. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says that is concerning, considering how many people in the military could be carriers of the disease and not know it. Currently, there are over 2,600 service members diagnosed with coronavirus. DOD is constantly updating its policies to try to prevent the spread of the disease. The Pentagon released its eighth and most recent update on Monday. The government is about to inflate the ventilator market. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Health and Human Services awards contracts to seven ventilator manufacturers. They'll supply more than 137,000 machines by the end of the year for a tab of $1.5 billion. The contracts were made under the Defense Production Act the Trump administration invoked last month. That's in addition to a billion dollars worth of contracts to General Motors and Philips to add another nearly 30,000 machines to the national stockpile by June 1st. I'm Tom Temin. Unions representing employees at the Veterans Affairs Department are again raising alarm bells over a lack of protective equipment at VA facilities. They say hospitals are reporting low supplies of masks, gowns, and hand sanitizer. They're demanding VA provide adequate equipment to employees who are screening patients with potential or positive cases of coronavirus. The unions are also saying VA must improve coronavirus testing for employees. The American Federation of Government Employees and National Federation of Federal Employees are among the unions who raise their concerns in a letter to VA Secretary Robert Wilkie and Acting Health Undersecretary Richard Stone. The VA's fourth mission is expanding. It's now treating non-veteran patients with coronavirus in parts of New York, New Jersey, Michigan, and New Mexico. It will make an additional 1,500 beds available to FEMA for non-veteran patients at VA facilities across the country. Three VA doctors are on assignment in Connecticut to help treat the homeless population in the region. Other VA facilities are taking in patients from nursing homes in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. One key piece of HUD's financial management modernization effort goes back to the drawing board. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller. The Department of Housing and Urban Development will have to wait a little bit longer to finally have a modernized financial management system. The five-year-old project received bad news yesterday when the Government Accountability Office sustained the protest by Deloitte over an award to Grant Thornton for services to support budget formulation requirements. GAO found the Bureau of Fiscal Service, which is providing shared services to HUD, unreasonably and unequally evaluated the vendor's quotations. It also failed to explain why Deloitte's higher price was not worth the price premium. I'm Jason Miller. And agencies and citizens have an extra 33 days to provide comments on how best to modernize the federal e-rulemaking process. The General Services Administration is extending the comment period to June 3rd from April 30th. GSA also has rescheduled the public meeting on e-rulemaking modernization to April 30th and made it a virtual discussion. Under the e-rulemaking modernization initiative, GSA is seeking input on technology and data, public access and accountability, and how to increase efficiency across the government. Under the e-rulemaking modernization initiative, GSA is seeking input on technology and data, public access and accountability, and how to increase efficiency across the government. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 